0: Welcome to Between the Lines, a podcast for middle schoolers all about books. From the newest releases, to under-the-radar reads, to the latest in YA news, get it all here. I'm Jen Dool from Richmond Public Library.
1: And I'm Barbara Haas from Richmond Public Schools. Each month, we'll be hosting a new middle school student as our guest host. And this month's guest is Lila. Lila, would you please
2: introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Lila. I go to Binford Middle School, and I actually, I play the instrument, the harp, so that's really cool. That is really cool. I love that. Well,
0: welcome, Lila. Thanks for joining us today. This is episode six of Between the Lines, our podcast dedicated to books for middle schoolers. We are excited to be talking to you about some awesome books that we're currently reading, some of our favorite graphic novels and some YA news. So, let's talk about what we're currently reading. I'll go first. I just finished
1: My Calamity Jane, which was actually written by three different authors, Cynthia Hand, Brody Ashton, and Jody Meadows. And My Calamity Jane tells the story of the Wild West legends, Wild Bill Hickok, Calamity Jane, and Annie Oakley. Except for the fact that they're werewolf hunters. This book is told in alternating chapters by the different characters, and the authors act as narrators, breaking into the story periodically to add details to the story. I found it to be perfectly charming. The story is Jane's, but everyone has a part in the action. And at its core, This is a story about acceptance. Just because you're a wolf doesn't mean you're a bad person. And there are bad people everywhere. You might even be related to some of these bad people. Bottom line, sometimes family is the people that you choose, not the people that were actually related to you by blood. Ooh,
0: werewolves (laughs) in the wild. What
1: more could you ask for?
0: I don't think I've ever heard of another story with that same premise. That's really interesting. It
1: was really, um, I, I found it very, very charming. And I, I want to talk about my favorite part, but I can't without giving away too much. But I will just say, like, it kept me guessing throughout the whole book and it has a really good animal story. That's, I'm gonna leave it at that. It has a really great animal story that you would love, Jen.
0: <laughs> oh, Lila, are you a fan of books with monsters in them, like werewolves or vampires or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, I've
2: read a couple books like that.
0: So this one might be right up your alley then. Yep. So,
1: Lila, I don't know if you know this about Jen, but she is a dog lover. Do you like dogs or cats or turtles or any particular animal?
2: Um, I have a cat and a dog, but what's really peculiar is that I have a pet mouse. That is peculiar. What is your mouse's name? I named him Biscuit. I don't know why. <laughs> I love that. That's so cute. That's a great name.
0: Now, Barbara, I have a question. I know that this is part of a series, but it I think the series is unusual in the fact that it's not just one story that continues over each book, that it's sort of a different story for each So book. is that right?
1: I'm not entirely sure. I know that there was a book in this series called My Lady Jane, which might be the the prequel to this story. My Calamity Jane, I'm not entirely sure, but I will say with certainty, you don't have to read any of the other books to get this book. It's a
0: story in and of itself. That's what I was getting at, curious yeah. about. Well, how about you, Lila? What have so, you been reading lately? Um,
2: I've had this book on my shelf a while. It's Coraline and I've seen the movie. I thought it was going to be like an exact replica of the movie, but it actually surprised me because there are some things that have really changed when they recorded the movie. Like, yeah, I really liked the book. I, like, picked it up. I was really confident. I was like, yeah, I'm going to finish this book. And I honestly only have a couple chapters left. And I really like this book because it tells a story. It's like you go on an adventure with the main character. And it's very interesting. So I kn- was- I haven't okay. read the book or seen the movie. Is it scary? I always think Coraline
1: is scary.
2: Yeah, it's kind of scary, but it's for kids, and I'm kind of into scary stuff, so it was like, I'm going to read this, I'm going to get through this book, and it's actually a really good book. When I picked the book up, I was like, I'm just going to read this every once in a while, but I honestly read it every night, and I'm still not done with it, but I only have a chapter left. Awesome. I wonder if it's going to end the same way that the movie did. Who knows? (laughs) Who knows?
0: (laughs) So, Lila, what is the basic storyline? What is it
2: about? It's about a girl named Coraline. She just moves into a new apartment or flat. And she finds this door. And she's, like, very interested in knowing what it leads to. So she, like, begs her mom to get the key. But it turns out it's literally a brick wall. But as you get into the story she opens it one day and it actually is a tunnel and it leads to like a different world where her family is different. But one thing that's like very different is that instead of having normal human eyes, they have buttons for eyes. (laughs) That sounds so creepy. (laughs) Wow. That, that sounds really good. So you recommend it then? Yes. I recommend it a hundred (laughs) percent. Wow. I'm adding it to my list. (laughs) I might be too scared.
0: (laughs) So I've been reading, or actually just finished a book that people might consider creepy, but it's really not. It's called The Art of Taxidermy, and it's by Sharon Kernot. So taxidermy, if you don't know, is the practice of taking a dead animal and basically stuffing it. So you're taking out everything inside, and you're stuffing it, and you're preserving it so that it's sort of a a piece of artwork of this animal. A lot of people that hunt do this with animals, but then some people just do it sort of as an art form or a science. So this is a novel in verse. So it's a very quick read. I literally read it in one sitting. It's about a girl named Charlotte, or Lottie, as they call her, and she's having trouble dealing with death. She's had a couple people that are important to her, Pass away over the years, and she, as a young girl, is really having trouble processing her grief. So she turns to taxidermy as a way to deal with her grief. The trouble is that there are certain people in her family that don't understand this new hobby, particularly her aunt, who thinks it's grotesque, it's ghoulish, and it's inappropriate for a girl. Luckily, Lottie has a dad who loves her and accepts her for who she is and supports her passions. And is also a scientist, so understands sort of how her brain is working through this. One thing that I loved about this book is not only the supportive father figure and the fact that there's a young girl that kind of does things a little differently, but it's also set in Australia just after World War II, which kind of adds a whole nother dimension to the book that I've never really read in a story before. So that was interesting. I have to admit, when I picked up the book, I had no idea really what it was about. The title just intrigued me. So I just dove in, and I'm so glad that I did. It just goes to show that some books are capable of surprising you. And it's a small book, but it's mighty. You know, it it packs so much emotion. There's a little bit of mystery in it. So I highly recommend
1: it. That's awesome, Jen. I love what you say about... A book surprising you, because really, I think that's one of the reasons that we read, we want to be surprised. But I think you're right. A lot of times there's either a lot of buzz about a book, you hear about it, or you've heard it before. But I think that's a great recommendation that you were surprised I love that
0: yeah and you know I have to be honest the cover's not really that exciting and there wasn't a whole lot of buzz around it so I feel like it's one of those books that could have been easily overlooked by people which makes me want to recommend it even more because sometimes you just need a quick read and that's what this was and it's kind of deceiving in its simplicity
1: And I feel like as a school librarian, there are a lot of books in the library that get overlooked for that very reason, like cover is just not appealing. I think maybe we should do a whole episode on books that don't get picked up because the cover is terrible. (laughs) Have you, Lila, have you ever had that happen to you where you picked up a book that the cover was really unappealing, but you took a chance and you really enjoyed it or Have you ever not picked up a book because the cover was just so unappealing?
2: Well, I don't really know. I mean, I've not picked up one because, I mean, I read the back and I didn't think it was very interesting, but I don't know. I mean, I really just, I don't know. Every book is beautiful. Oh, that is so, (laughs) that's awesome. I love that. What a sweet sentiment. I do too.
0: All right. Well, let's transition and talk about our favorite graphic novels, which is our theme for our episode this month. Lila, would you like to go first and talk about your favorite graphic novel? Sure.
2: My favorite graphic novel, and this was, like, really hard to choose because I have a lot. Um, (laughs) I really like the books by the author Raina Teljamir, I think. It's hard to say her last name. Yeah, one of my favorites is called Ghosts. It's about... Uh, this family having to move to a different town because of their sister Maya has an illness where it's kind of hard for them to breathe in the area current area they were living in so they had to move somewhere that had less wind. It's basically about that and they really celebrated Day of the Dead and the sister was all about that. Maya, she was all about that but their sister Cat. She hated it. She was scared of the ghosts. She did not want it anywhere near her sister. But honestly, in the middle of the book, she grew to like them. And it was it was actually pretty cool.
0: I've read that one, Lila, and I agree. That one was a really good one. I like, too, that because Day of the Dead is really all about honoring your loved ones that have passed away, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right? And I think they make it so that ghosts or, you know, people that have passed away are not scary, they're there to still sort of watch over you is that right do yeah. I remember correctly yeah that was a good story because it kind of brought that out and talked a little bit about that tradition it was definitely it's a good, good to
2: play. know that it's not scary
0: <laughs> so Lila are you a huge graphic novel fan is that why it yeah, was for you to I also decide? have
2: one that's kind of funny and scary it's called fake blood I don't quite remember the author but it's kind of about this guy who likes this girl and he's and she's in love with vampires, so he tries to like dress up as one. But then she thinks that he is one, and it goes crazy. And she like tries to kill him because <laughs> he got it all wrong. I don't know. I thought it was funny. That sounds hilarious.
0: <laughs> and and a little scary. <laughs> I'm detecting a theme in your reading preferences, uh-huh. Lila. So I selected as one of my favorites because, like you, Lila, it's hard to narrow it down. But one of my favorites is called Snapdragon and it's by Kat Lee. I think that's how you pronounce her last name. And it ironically is also about tattooing. <laughs> so it's about a young girl named Snapdragon or Snap as they call her. And she befriends the town's witch. What happens is, and this is the reason that I picked it up. Her little pit bull, named Good Boy, runs away and gets lost, and the town witch finds him. And so that's how Snap begins to to come into contact with the witch, to meet her. But really, the witch is not a witch, of course. Jax is her name, and she's really just an old woman who lives sort of as a recluse, that people don't understand because her hobby is to go around and pick up roadkill and then recreate it into beautiful taxidermy. (laughs) So um, she's kind of gained this reputation among the town that isn't really deserved. So one day, Snap finds a box of orphaned raccoon babies and wants to save them, so she, but she needs Jack's help to kind of do that. So they team up to save these little animals. And along for the adventure is Snap's adorable three-legged pit bull, her best friend Lou, who has her own sort of side story as coming out as transgender in the story. And it's just an adorable little adventure story about friendship, diversity, humor, and a little bit of magic mixed in. Very heartwarming. And for fans of Lumberjane, the Lumberjane's comics, which is also really awesome, Cat Lee played a big role in writing those as well so if you already know about Lumberjanes and liked those then this would be a good one for you to check out that
1: sounds awesome I'm not surprised at all that you would pick up a book about a three-legged pit bull
2: (laughs) that's like right up my alley also y'all read the best books I need to go pick me up some of these
1: that is an excellent compliment (laughs) Lila thank you well I will jump right into my graphic novel and I think maybe unlike the two of you, I am not a super graphic novel fan, but I have read several that I have just love, love, love the story. And the one I'm going to talk about today, not only did I love the story, but I felt like it couldn't be told in any other way than as a graphic novel. So today I'm going to be talking about Page by Page by Laura Lee Gulich, and it is the story of Paige Turner. That is her name. Her parents are writers who moves from Charlottesville, Virginia to New York, and she's having a really hard time adjusting. So what she does, she considers herself an artist, but she hasn't really told anybody that she has this identity of herself. She does not have a whole lot of self-esteem when it comes to her art. So she buys a sketchbook and she works on sorting through her feelings by drawing in her sketchbook. And the story is told in chapters and each chapter is a different rule that she has for herself as she's kind of discovering who she is. So each chapter is a different rule. And throughout the book, as she's discovering herself through her drawings, there's a lot of self-reflection. The drawings are all in black and white, which for me really drew me in to the story. I think that had the drawings been in color, it wouldn't have allowed me to absorb the message of the story as much as having them in black and white. But I feel like because she is an artist and because she is working out some of her anxiety through her art, that telling this story in any other way than pictures from her sketchbook would have totally lost the impact of the story. And my favorite part of the story is she, her new friend group that she meets, And Paige go out and do these like random acts of art kindness, which I just love the idea. I'm not going to tell you what they are because I don't want to ruin the surprise, but that was definitely my favorite part. And the first time I read this book, I was in a mother daughter book group and we actually went out and also did a random act of art kindness. And again, as a mom, one of my favorite parts of the book as well was the honest look at the relationship between mother and daughter and um, how that relationship shifted and changed as Paige was getting older and really trying to find her own identity. I thought it was a great book especially because it was in this graphic novel form.
0: I had not heard of this one before today, so it sounds really good. I'm going to put it on my list. I love when you can use creative expression, whether it is through art or writing or taxidermy, to... (laughs) <laughs> to kind of process things that are going on in your life.
1: And I think it's an important message, too. Definitely, page by page, you know, Paige works through her issues through drawing. And especially as we're. Hopefully coming out of a pandemic that has lasted, you know, over a year, any creative outlet that you can find to help you get through these really tough times is important. I wonder, Lila, do you have a creative expression that helps you when you're either worried or anxious or feeling things?
2: Well, I like to crochet
1: and make stuff. Yeah, me too. I consider myself a maker, but I don't crochet, but I can see where that would be a really relaxing way to kind of divert your attention from
0: maybe some other things that were weighing heavily on you. Thank you for sharing that one, Barbara. Okay, well, we've come to the part in the podcast where I get to share some YA news. And I am thrilled because I think this one's going to be right up Lila's alley. Lila, are you a fan of The Nightmare Before Christmas? (laughs) Yes. I kind of had a feeling you might be. The Nightmare Before Christmas is a movie that came out a number of years ago. I feel like almost 20 years ago. And it's a movie by Tim Burton. And it's almost become like a cult classic. And people have been hoping for a sequel for a long time, but nothing has come of it. Well, a sequel is coming out in the form of a book that is being published through Disney. They have asked Shay Earnshaw, the author who wrote The Wicked Deep, to write this new YA novel that follows Sally from The Nightmare Before Christmas. Although it doesn't have a title yet, it depicts Sally and Jack happily married, but their lives get momentarily turned upside down when Sally accidentally lets loose a mysterious villain in Halloween Town and together they have to go on a quest into other holiday worlds to find the Pumpkin Queen and uncover secrets about how to save Christmas Town. So it sounds like it's going to be really good I think fans of The Nightmare Before Christmas should love it. I'm excited for it to come out.
1: I have not ever seen the movie but I love the fact that there was a, a Pumpkin Queen? Yes.
2: I'm sure Lila would love it. What do you think, Lila? <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> thank you for joining us for this month's episode of Between the Lines. And thank you, Lila, for being our special co host this month.
2: Tune in next month for all new books. And if you're interested in being a teen co host like me, please reach out to Jen or Barbara. And their contact yep. info is in the show notes. Until next time, happy, happy reading. reading.